I get so triggered by this question. Not in like a bad, I'm not angry that you, you asked it, but it just uh, takes me back to like, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, like high school. Hey everybody, this is Nikki Tamarino, also known as One Classy Mother Runner on Instagram. And you're listening to the Maybe Running Will Help podcast, the show that explores the why of running for people who love to run. Today, we're getting to know Erin Azar, AKA Mrs. Space Cadet. Erin tells us how she became the expert struggle runner, and we'll discuss reframing insecurities, finding our strengths, and the hope that others continue to feel more comfortable about stepping outside of the box and trekking their own path in running and in life. A quick note before we start, this episode was recorded in May of 2022, so references to the New York City Marathon and Boston are from 2021 and 2022, respectively. Otherwise, I hope you find this conversation timeless as we focus on what it means to be a struggle runner and how Mrs. Space Cadet brings us all back down to earth and together. Thanks for joining. Now, let's get started. All right, guys, today we have Erin Azar, AKA Miss Space Cadet. She's a self-proclaimed expert struggle runner. She started running a few months after giving birth to her third child and quickly built a community of supporters and fans by documenting her training online. If you've ever seen any of her hilarious videos, you'll know why she has captured the running and non-running world's attention. Admittedly, I was a little jealous of her at first because until Erin, I was the only runner my mom knew or followed her on social media. So when my mom, a non-runner, told me about another runner who had captured her attention that you need to follow on social media, I was shook. But after begrudgingly looking her up, I was hooked by her cornfield water and aggressive nature shots. I also wholeheartedly identified with her space cadet story, having always been a bit scatterbrained myself. So mom, thanks for the intro. This show's for you. Hey, Erin, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? And, and hi, mom. <laughs> It's so funny. My parents actually live in North Carolina, but they're visiting this week. But my mom's not here. And I told her this morning, I'm like, you're never going to believe what I'm in oh. today. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to like, she's like, I wish I could be there to say hi. Oh, um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. But but like, I feel like everybody just loves you. Like, you can't not love you, which I mean, it's like, it doesn't matter if you're like a fast runner, a struggle runner, a, like a non-runner, like people just love you. That's, that's like, amazing like I feel all well, the that's love. very nice <laughs> I, I mean I, I mean you can't not like honestly like I watch your videos and I'm like like nobody can like not love you like right <laughs> I mean I'm sure I, I'm sure I'm not everyone's cup of tea because there are you know a segment of runners that are like so serious that probably don't like what I'm doing but even you know professional runners and people like you really can still relate to some things like that's the whole team struggle run. Like it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or if you're, you know, a seasoned runner, we all have those not so fun moments and running. And I feel like anything can, that can unify people in something is the way to go. So that makes me feel really good. Thank you for saying that. No, it's so true. And you're exactly right. Like, and I say this all the time and actually like saying it now again, I feel like people are going to be like, Oh my God, say it again. But like, it's, it's all relative. Like our mm -hmm. heart is like, like your heart is the same as my heart. Like might not be the same pace, but we all are struggling and we all really are struggle runners. So I, I just totally appreciate what you're doing. And I'm not at all mad anymore that my mom is a fan. <laughs> um, we can, there can be two runners that she, that she follows. That two, I can, yeah, I can deal with two as long as she's still, you know, hundred percent like around for my, like cheering me on. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to start off, I like to start off with like a little icebreaker activity with um, a lot of my fun, more fun guests. So um, <laughs> I want to do a game of Would You Rather? And okay. I'm so excited about this. All right. So, you know, Would You Rather, right? Basically, I say something and you pick which one you would rather do. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy. All right. Would you rather run with someone chatty or someone silent? Chatty. Okay. Do you run a lot with other people? No, I think that's why I picked that answer because I am always in my own thoughts and it would be really nice <laughs> to just hear someone else's thoughts for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, run with no socks or no sports bra? Oh my gosh, no socks. Ooh, if I had to. <laughs> run, run with an empty stomach or a full bladder? 
Oh, empty stomach, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I agree that. Running shoes that are too big or too small. That's really hard for me. Oh my gosh. I guess too big. Ugh. This one's run the New York City or Boston Marathon. Oh, New York City. Because you know what? When I went to just spectate at Boston, I I don't know if it was like the conditions that day or what it was, but it looked like even for the really um, seasoned and elite runners. I know like um, who Molly Seidel dropped out. Mm -hmm. She had like a hip thing. And there were other people that I follow on Instagram that really struggled that day. My coach, um, her quads like locked up at mile 10 or oh. something. It was like crazy. And then those like the hills, was it like death something or heartbreak hill heartbreak hill yeah i'm like this sounds horrible like new york city to me was like a party <laughs> let's talk about i guess who you are today because i have a lot of questions like i mean i feel like you this happened kind of quickly like all this um attention and everything you got like it's just been in the past uh like what two years or yeah, yeah. definitely and really since like last I feel like September was when um, there was a New York Times article and then that like kind of kicked off a bunch of press stuff leading up to the New York City Marathon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, before that, I would say, yeah, a couple years, it's really just been like me and my um, people that watch my videos and some brands, you know, and that's kind of like what I was rolling with. Um, but yeah, then it turned into like going on shows and doing fun podcasts like this and just like kind of a whirlwind that no one prepared me for but I've just been rolling with it <laughs> do you love it like do you feel like this is what you were like meant to do to like entertain and like be like funny and bring that like joy to people because I know that's important to you to like make people <laughs> laugh yeah I didn't think that I would ever have it as like a, a job though mm -hmm. I always just knew that it made me feel good to make like cheer someone up and that's that's been ever since i was little really um i would always feel good if i made someone else feel good um and then i think later in life honestly like my late 20s it took me that long to realize that i enjoy being creative which is really weird because um but i i found that out because i was in like corporate america jobs that it was like medical devices you cannot be creative Right. Um, it's, I was at one point, like they gave me access to, to post on our socials, even though that wasn't my job. And I was like, I have this really funny meme we can post on Fridays and it's for nurses and they'll really like it. And they were like, no, that's like, has to be controlled by the FDA. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so, but you know, in those time periods where I wasn't doing anything creative on my own, I would get actually depressed, but it took me a while to link that. Um, yeah that importance yeah um and you were wait because you were in marketing right so you were i mean that is like a creative role and that, i think that was one of the questions like i wrote down for you like do you think your experience in marketing has helped your like career now yeah well it's interesting i was actually in on the engineering side like product design for a while and then when i um started working from home I went into, um, this was like before working from home was necessary. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I had my first baby and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, we can't afford childcare. Like I kind of have to work from home. Um, that's when I went into marketing, um, same industry, but marketing. And I'm not sure if it, to be honest, if it helped me with what I'm doing now, because it was in that industry where it was so restricted what you could do mm -hmm. um you know very like loosely of course you know oh find your audience's pain point and you know market to that like really basic stuff but i'm like i don't know i have pain points myself i'll just talk about those and someone else will relate to it <laughs> and that's the funny thing about people um like you who are so successful on social media and doing so well it's like there's there's, and I'm not like, obviously, like, I'm not saying there's no plan, but it's like more like you're just being yourself. And that's what is making you so popular. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
Um, cause you can try to figure out the Instagram or whatever, TikTok like algorithms, but th- none of it like seems to really make sense. Like you could post something mm-hmm. one day that'll get like a ton of attention and then the same thing another day and it'll be like not. So it's like hard right. to even figure out what the rules are. So oh, it's yeah. just like, you, you just have to like be creative. And like you said, like just be yourself and like do what is important to you or what you're feeling and then <laughs> leave it up to the uh you know instagram the, or the luck really the luck. yeah and uh, that's why it's so important to <laughs> genuinely like what content you're making um because then you won't really care so much if it's um if it doesn't do well and i always tell people because i see a lot of people on tiktok or like they'll do like a friends only post and they'll say like oh my uh, um content's not doing well or you know the algorithm doesn't like me and blah 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 i'm like dude that is when you should be having the most fun because if random people aren't going to see it and only your followers see it, that's when you can really like have a ton of fun, like try new things, make them, you know, keep them on their toes, like go through it with your audience because those are the people that really want to follow you for whatever. Right. They don't need to worry about the for you page. Um, so I tend to like when my content is in a lull, which happens every year, at least once, I'm like, whoa, we are doing these videos. Now I'm going to cook this. Now I'm going to do a dance. Like it's it's genuinely fun. But I get like if if you're not if you don't know that there's an end in sight to that, it can be a little like um, you'd feel weary about it. But yeah. that's why I always share that with people like just have fun. You right now, like you're doing obviously a lot of um, interviews. And so is this your life now? Like, is this you're a mom, obviously, and your family. But outside of that, is your life really just um, as Miss Space Cadet? And that's kind of like where things are headed right now. Yeah, which is crazy to me, but um, I'm just going with it at this point. Um, But yeah, it's uh, this is my job. I quit um the medical device job like i forget if it was last summer or the summer before but it it was like this point where i felt like i was failing at everything because i really enjoyed social media i really enjoyed what i was doing but um i kind of needed my other job to have like a set income um and then i was putting take those were taking time away from my family time and i'm like something needs to give because i can't feel like I'm failing at everything or doing things half way, you know? Um, so yeah, I just like took that leap and chose the social thing full time because I knew there could be more potential. And if it all came crumbling down, I always have, you know, a good resume to fall back on. Do you feel like you have more time now with your family or is it still mm-hmm. like a lot of time away that you, you know, might feel a certain way about? Yeah, I feel like I can control it a lot more now. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely know that um, going away, like traveling, even for a couple of days, I don't like that. I don't like when I can't take the kids. And so during school, that's really hard. So I say no to a lot of stuff like that, um, unless it's like super crazy opportunity like that I (laughs) have to take. Um, But so limiting that helps. And then also just like, Fridays, we always do movie nights at home. So I really like to be home like early Fridays, get the kids from school, like get all our, you know, special snacks and stuff. And um, so like just having set things like that and weekends really just um, family time. Because honestly, when the kids get home, like my oldest, when she's home from school, she's like kind of wants her own time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't feel like, oh, I have to get home. Like I have to be home right when they get out of school. Um, But yeah, just really setting those boundaries and controlling my schedule helps. Um, How how old are your kids? Um, Seven, five, and three. So what what do they think about what you do and what you're doing? They don't really understand it because they don't, I mean, they're too young for social media. But they've um, they loosely understood like when I was on the Today Show because uh, my mother-in-law was watching them. And so she was trying to put that on and they're like, they've seen that show before. And then they're like, no, mom's on here. Um, And 
when people come up to me in public that confuses them so <laughs> like the one the one day um i was running and we were at the shore and my five-year-old was on his bike he was like four at the time and someone was like oh my gosh she pulled over her car she's like oh my gosh this is so exciting blah 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 can we get a picture i was like sure and then when she left um my son was like why was she so excited and i was like i think she was impressed at your bike skills and he just looked up at me and he like rang his little bell and he kind of like you know <laughs> rode away Aww. so they are you know at that age where i don't even think they'd understand if i explained it to them they just know i make videos and and stuff so let's face it guys shaker bottles suck your protein shakes always come out clumpy and you look like an idiot using the thing that's why i decided to ditch my shaker bottle for good and get myself a blendjet 2 portable blender it makes perfectly blended protein shakes in just 20 seconds blendjet 2 is portable so you can blend up a smoothie at work a protein shake at the gym or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. With over 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. So what are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code MRWH12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Now, going back a little bit to, you know, Miss Space Cadet and where that came from, I know a little bit about, and other people maybe from hearing you before know a little bit about where that name came from. And so, but can you just give us like a little brief, like uh, synopsis of, of how you got that name? Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, um, maybe like my oldest daughter's age now, I lost my uh, lunch money when we were on like a field trip or something. And I told my friend's mom, I'm like, I lost my lunch money. And she's like, oh my gosh, Aaron, you're such a space cadet. I don't, I don't know if people say that anymore, but it just means like you're, you don't concentrate or I don't know, you're kind of like scatterbrained. Yeah. Um, but so I didn't really understand why she was so specific about that I was a space cadet. Because when you're little, you're not very self-aware. Um, but as I got older, I was like, it became this point of frustration with me, honestly, um, to where I would be like, gosh, why can't I just get it together, you know, um, and be like everyone else? Like that person has it together and they're never, I'm not like late to things, but I just, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it, but um, so I just started to like own it though. I'm like, if I can't change it, that's just part of who I am and I'm going to roll with it. And I feel like picking that as my social media name was like so fitting because my videos really show um, that, uh, you know, how I'm I, like that. And it turns out to be like one of your like great qualities and why people love you so much. So it's just to think about that. And I, and that's like exactly what I wanted to point out. Like you took something that maybe you weren't as secure about, or like you weren't secure about, and just to find out that's actually like your strength and what people like love about you, which is, that's an amazing like lesson. Um, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, I Oh, go oh, ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to share that. I learned something recently about, um, like learning disabilities. Uh, like people with ADHD or dyslexia and things like that. Um, someone was saying that they tend to have um, uh, strengths in other areas like art and, um, or they'll just be like really super talented at something. And they gave all these, you know, examples of famous people and scientists. I'm like, wow, you know, when something is not quite working in your brain, it may be something else really is, but you have to find mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it enhances other areas. Like, uh, my husband definitely is like he's ADHD. He's very OCD, but it makes him really good at his job. Yeah, and like, you know, and my daughter, she has, <laughs> she calls it her sparkle. Like, she doesn't want to like change that. those things about her. Mm -hmm. She's like, 
you know, because we'll talk about like, do you want to get tested for ADD or whatever? She's like, well, I do like just to know, but like, I don't want to do anything about it because I feel like I'll lose my sparkle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, that's yeah. so like, like, I really appreciate that she can like look at that and realize that kind of makes her special. And yeah, you know, I love that. You don't have to I, fix, fix everything. Yeah. Maybe we just have to be better at finding what those strengths are instead of, because I feel like when I was younger, it was like you had to fit with everyone else, how everyone else learned and, you know, the paths of everyone else. Um, but I feel like now kids growing up kind of have more support in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and there's more awareness around it. So I hope so anyway. Yeah. It's just the way it seems to me. But yeah. um, I would have really found that helpful when I was younger. <laughs> and this might be like weird to think about, but if you think back to your, um, you know, seven-year-old self or whatever, and she were to look at you today, what, like, what do you think she would think about you? I'm probably really confused because there wasn't social media when I, I was seven, <laughs> but in like, in the more generic sense, I think really proud, but surprised because I was so shy when I was little, like painfully shy. And I think some of it was because of the way my brain worked and I didn't really understand what people were saying sometimes. And it made me, yeah, it made me really shy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think I would be really shocked to see what I do <laughs> today. What, where do you see yourself like in another 10 years? Like, do you think that far ahead or are you more of like a day to day? I get so triggered by this question, not in like a bad, I'm not angry that you, you asked it, but it just uh. takes me back to like, um, Oh my gosh. Like high school when you had to figure out what you wanted to be. I'm like, I am struggling to know when, what class I have to go to next. And you're asking me what I want to be and what I want to go to college for. Then when you get to college, they want to know what jobs you want to be in. And then when you're in that job in your performance review, they're like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, I am not the same person in five years it's like i morph into a totally different person and i don't know if that's normal or not but how do people how do other people answer <laughs> it, a lot of people say i don't a lot of people that i talk to because i i do think a lot of people that i talk to we have similar like mindsets in some ways um mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people are just like i don't think that far ahead or maybe it's like a shift in mentality from years ago when people had more of a plan i think now it's yeah. more normal and more accepted to kind of be like, I'm just gonna see where it goes and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm taking it day by day. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people are, a lot of answers are just like, you know, I'm <laughs> just trying to figure out like what I'm doing today and get yeah. through that, you know? And I, I think that's a fine. That, that's such a good point um, because there's so much uncertainty in everything now, especially right now. And in what I'm doing right now also, like it really, is what you make of it and maybe i won't make I, you know what i mean like i don't know what uh i could have went on the today show and completely like ruined it and you know said something really dumb and people are going to be like why are we following her or i don't <laughs> even know like you yeah. could you could really um or just not care and be like ah, i'm fine i don't need to post or i don't need to connect with my audience or whatever there's so many things that you can control that um but there's also so many things that you can't so that's what's so hard about thinking in the future like i never know if i'm doing the right thing <laughs> yeah and, well i think it's a very powerful point to get to in your life when you're you can be okay with the uncertainty and mm -hmm. you don't need to know and you're okay if things change and and mm -hmm. i think the fact that you know that you change every five years and you're okay with that and you're not scared of it i think People used to have a really hard time with that, but I think it's something to really like embrace now and just be like, and that's okay. Like if I don't know who I'm going to be, yeah, because um, because you don't. Um, and I think it. I think the trouble gets to be when you have these expectations and then they they don't go the way you expected, and then you're like, uh, you know, I didn't plan for this. Yeah, but, yeah. But if you don't plan in the first place, I mean, <laughs> low expectations. It's <laughs> the key. Do you ever think about like writing a book or has anybody ever asked you to like make a movie or anything like that? I feel like you could be like the next, like there could be like a movie. Oh yeah. You know, I haven't been asked about books um, for sure. And also I not like to, to be in a movie or anything, but um, I, there was a, a film crew that came 
to the house and like followed me where I run and stuff. And it's for like this fun uh, brand deal for Global Running Day. I'm like super excited about it. But um, it I I was never around like aside from, you know, being on those like shows for really brief periods of time. I was never around like big camera equipment and directors and stuff like that. But I was like loving it, which I did not think I would like it at all. I'm like, oh, my God, there's going to be cameras in my face and I'm not going to know what to do and, you know, all this stuff. Um, but I was I had like the best time. So I would I would love to do something like that. Do you what? So you talked about World World Running Day, right? That's what you're is that what it's called? Oh, Global Running Day. Global, yeah. Global Running Day. Yeah. Um, is that like one of the opportunities you're most excited about or or what like has come out of this that you're like most pumped about? Like, do you have anything that's like your most, your favorite? Oh, wow. Um, that's so hard because there have been so many things, um, so many opportunities that I never thought I would have, like that I would have and people I never thought I would meet, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think like, one of the most validating things that happened, especially this year, was Kira D'Amato was she she ran the 5K in Boston that like the marathon weekend. And I was there. I was going to cheer on my friend who was running her first ever 5K. So I was like so excited. And I was cl I climbed up on this gate, like this fence thing. And I had my camera out <laughs> for TikTok. And I see Kira D'Amato like walking toward me and I, she had just finished. And I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, Kira, I love you. And she looked at me and she was like, I love, I'm obsessed with you. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And I didn't realize that she follows me on Instagram. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah. So she came, she came around and talked to me and she said that things that I say, like on my runs and things I struggle with, she's like, I have those same thoughts. And I was like, that's exactly. I knew it. Like, I just knew that the whole team struggle run, I wasn't BSing. Like, I knew there were even elite runners that had those same um, thoughts and like coping mechanisms and stuff. And so I really think that that was like a huge highlight for me. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That I love that. And that's it. That is that. That's what that's why you're like, what you're doing is so important. It kind of like is bringing all of these groups together and making us realize that we're all dealing with, we're all trying to get to the same finish line. We're all doing our best. And like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, who, okay. So like what, if you were to define a struggle runner, cause that was like one of my questions, but I mean, really it's just everybody, right? I mean, yeah, I really just think it's anyone that is vulnerable enough to, um, be aware of the struggling, um, and not, <laughs> you know, um, being so hard on themselves about it. I feel like that's a struggle runner. It's not necessarily like a slow runner or a, someone that doesn't like running or whatever. It's just someone that like is aware, like, wow, I'm kind of struggling right now, or I have in the past and they can connect with another runner through yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you just told that amazing story, but is there a, is there a, type of runner, anything that you're really targeting or not, or maybe in the beginning there was, and then you realized it really applied to everyone. I feel like the, I still do have a target person that I am trying to reach just because in terms of just being helpful, um, I think it's definitely the person that has not started running yet because they're intimidated by mm -hmm. it or by the people that do it or by the brand's marketing or the track kid in the running shoe store that you have to ask for help. Um, there's like so many things that can be intimidating just to get the things you need to start running. Yeah. Um, so that's really who I keep showing up for um, just to show them like, hey, I started here and I always show clips of myself from like when I first started running because I was a mess. Like <laughs> I had holes in my shoes. I, I was miserable. Um, and just like they can follow along the progress and be like, wow, this doesn't have to be that serious. And I can just do it for like aerobic activity or mental health or, you know, any of the other benefits and just have fun with it. So I feel like that's definitely still like my target person. Do you have 
Well, okay. First of all, where did your like pose, like where did this come? Like what is, was it because oh, right. you were sweaty yeah. or like, like your <laughs> arms are out like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so running outfit of the day pose came about because on when a, a lot of people started following me on TikTok, they would ask about um, Instagram and I'm like, well, I have one technically, but I never post on it because at the time there, it wasn't um, reels or anything like that. The short form videos, mm -hmm. it was just static pictures or uh, I think Instagram TV, which had to be like longer videos. So I'm like, I don't know how to post for a picture. And I really was trying, like I tried to watch how other people pose and like put one leg out in front of the other and like show an outfit. And I got so um frustrated i'm like screw this so i just stood there like that and i'm like this is my outfit like that's i that's all i can do i'm sorry and um yeah but it like still to this day people are you know i love saturdays and sundays because people typically do like races or their long runs and so i constantly get um mentioned in people's stories doing their running outfit of the day pose so i add it to my instagram stories so like you could just click through and it's all these random people from all over doing that pose and it, it just makes me laugh i love it um do you have a favorite workout um i think for well if hiking is considered a workout i would say hiking is that <laughs> it is it is i guess i was thinking more of like when you're training for like a oh. race are you doing workouts or are you is it are you just uh doing mileage yeah um i do workouts because my coach puts them in my calendar <laughs> and i don't enjoy them um like hip mobility and stability and like some strength stuff i'm like oh my gosh i do not like jumping i don't know why i hate jumping things like high knees hate it yes like i dread when that's on there and um yeah just i don't i really don't like working out i, I <laughs> wish i did yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe someday um i don't like uh the what are those called when you have to go fast and then you Interval? slow down yeah Intervals? you know like a, oh then uh with this long of a break in between i have the worst um like judging time so i'm sprinting or not like sprinting but i'm going fast for way longer like if i actually time it i'm like oh my god that was like i thought that was 30 seconds but it wasn't and then i burn myself out and then i get stressed about it because now i have to rest but i don't have enough time and i have to go to the next one so those runs always end up like such a mess um and my coach keeps saying to like just put it in your watch and then I guess your watch can do it, but I haven't figured that out yet. I just need to put time aside to just do it. <laughs> Watches are so high tech. I use it for the bare minimum of just like tracking what, what I run. I need to actually put the workouts in there and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I look at my heart rate too. Okay. That's about it. All right. Which is um, why I run so freaking slow because otherwise my heart rate is too high. <laughs> Do you have a favorite, uh, I mean, do you get bored of the roots around your house? Um, I do not. I think most people would, but I actually used to like on a long run, for example, last year I would drive the route and put like the, and it was always different. So I would place a water bottle like every two miles if I didn't want to wear a vest or things like that. And that was time. And also like, I didn't like that variability. But, mm. So if I had like a really bad run, uh, I know some people don't say bad runs, but I, I'm just I mean, being honest. Yeah, They're really, yeah. it's bad run. Um, I wonder, is it because of that one hill or is it because um, I was in the sun on that really long stretch? But if I run the same route all the time and I have a bad run, I know like, oh, it was, definitely not the route because I just had a really good run on that route um, the other day. So I'm probably like dehydrated or it's where I'm at in my cycle or something like that. So I like a lot of control and I like to see the same things. 
Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. I don't, I've never thought of it like that before. That's really smart. All right, I just I'm have so many bad that. runs that, hey, I, I really have things figured out. All right. What's the best running advice you've ever been given? Um, the best running advice I've ever been given, I think, is um, to, to trust the process. My coach always said that when I was training for my first one because um, I didn't trust the process at all. I was like, you have me running. Um, 10 miles and then I can't even do it. How am I going to do 26.2? Like, I just didn't trust mm. that I would get there. Right. Um, and I think that just held me back. If anything, it wasn't helpful at all. Um, but I think, and now I totally get it. Like, I wish I would have just trusted the process because now when I'm training, I know to, to trust it and I know that I'll get there and build back up and, it's a lot more enjoyable. Not, don't worry about your run tomorrow or next week. Just worry about the run that you're in or even the mile that you're in and just, yeah, trusting that you're progressing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any uh, bad advice that you've ever been given? Um, I, I don't get advice that much, like unsolicited advice, mm. or maybe I just ignore it. I don't really know. I, but yeah. I don't get that much advice. So the odds of me getting bad advice aren't, aren't that good, but I've heard other people get bad advice like, Oh, just push through an injury or um, yeah, just things like that. That I'm like, Ooh, I would <laughs> not. <laughs> no days off. That sort of yeah, thing. yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite mental hack when you're having like a bad run? Well, the one that I always use, and I think I came up with this last summer, or no, it was the first, it was the first summer. So this was um, during COVID, like really bad when I couldn't like run with anybody, even, even though it was outside, like we still didn't understand like what would happen. So I was really isolated. All of my runs were by myself. Um, and I started to get really down about having a bad run. So, um, but what I started to realize is like, wait a second, I could use these bad runs to reflect on in the future. So um, I started envisioning myself like taking the bad run afterward and just like sticking it in the bad run bag. And um, then when you're having a bad run in the future, you can like Pick which one you want to reflect on. Like, oh, I remember last time I was on this hill and I, you know, didn't think I could make it up and I had to walk and blah, blah, blah. But then I got through it and I was stronger the next time and I had a really great run the day after or something like that. Yeah. And it makes those bad runs seem like actually useful. So I love my little bad run bag that my metaphorical bad run bag. <laughs> I love it. And the thing is, it's so it's like for everybody, everybody can use that. I'm yeah, use that. that's awesome. Yeah. You have um, anyone that you would run with that you haven't run with that you would like, like if you could run with anyone? Um, I well, well, that's hard. Yeah, I've gotten to run with a lot of people I never thought I would run with. But um, someone that I haven't is Myrna. Oh my God. She runs on, um, like the, it, she just always looks like she's having so much fun on these trails and she just learned to ski this past year. And she just seems like so full of light. I'm like, I think we would have a lot of fun together. And also Jeffrey Binney, who I think he's, um, he does stuff with Brooks now and he's also a trail runner. And um, he'll like just stop on his runs and just like he films these really funny dances with his um, fun sunglasses. Yeah. So I would love to run with those two. We'd be like a cool trio. <laughs> you guys should do like a Ragnar. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite running quote? Um, no, actually, I don't. Do you? Uh, if you can't beat fear, do it scared. That's probably my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like, I always think of that when I go into a race. I like, like that. Yeah. You're, you're always going to be scared. You're never going to 
kind of you don't get over those race nerves. The only way to to cure race nerves is to start running. Yeah, so that's, I that's should. I need to read more quotes. <laughs> I'm a quote junkie. I love quotes. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite running song? Um, I don't have a set song, but I do have like. I have a playlist. I'm very specific about music. Like oh. someone was playing a song um, during the Dick's Sporting Goods half in Pittsburgh. And I, it was like a really horrible song and it made me run faster to get away from it because they were playing it on their speaker. So yeah, I'm very specific. Um, and so I have my set playlist, but it's all music that like physically gives me energy. And I also really like ones that make me feel like I'm in a movie running so okay. when i'm like really struggling i'll put one of those on and be like well you got to run away from like a bad guy or something like that and it keeps me going <laughs> you know i i can't imagine anyone like not loving you i just think you're just such a lovable person do you how do you deal with do you have anybody that comes at you or like how do you deal with that if you have any like people that like say negative things did does that even happen to you? Um, it does sometimes, but I noticed it's like, it's very specifically when one of my posts, um, like a brand deal for a brand deal will get boosted by the company. Um, that is when people will say like, not nice things at all. Um, so really quickly, I was like, you know what, I'm going to interact with my audience and then as soon as the brand boosts it, which is usually like days later. So I already got to like read the comments and reply and like, and whatever. Then I stop reading the comments. Like, cause I know what video is going to be boosted. Yeah. Um, and that's like a super easy way to, cause then you just don't deal with it. Yeah. You don't even know what's smart. happening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't even read it. Uh, yeah. Smart. That's smart. Do you it's try just not helpful, you know, oh. like, yeah. No, I, I agree. So that's a, a, that's probably pretty smart. Do you try to get back to everyone? I mean, you can't possibly get back to everyone who comments on your videos. Mm -hmm. Do you do like the first, you know, for the first hour or something like that? Like, is that how you basically have to manage it? It's It really depends what kind of video it is. I would love, oh my gosh. And I really think, honestly, if I didn't have kids, I probably would just sit there and like, wherever I am, just like, like, and comment, get back to everyone. Because, um, I find that very valuable. Like when I comment on someone's like I do, it is nice to like get a reply or get your question answered or something. So it does pain me to not get back to yeah. everyone. Um, but what I do is like definitely the first, um, like hour, especially day, like throughout the day, I'll be checking and, um, also even days later, if I just check my notifications and I see like something thoughtful or a good question, I'll take definitely still take the time to, um, reply. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I value comments so much, like, yeah. because you're getting feedback, you're getting connection. Um, there's other people that might not be that confident in their running and they can come to a comment section like mine. And it's so supportive. So I value it in that sense too. Um, do, you, do you find that your community supports each other? Like do people like oh, yeah. comment, comment and then they'll, other people will comment on their comments. And like, so you've really built a community where it's not just people looking to you for support, but they're really looking for the community built yeah. for that support too. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things is I'll, you know, I'm not, look at the notifications all the time but someone will say like oh i ran my first mile today or something and before i even see it there's all these replies like that's amazing like great job keep going or that's a you know huge accomplishment and i'm like oh my gosh it's that is honestly the best feeling it's it's yeah i just love it yeah because you've attracted like good people mm -hmm. um and that uh, yeah, I mean, that means, I mean, that means so much, like, because you know that you're attracting the kind of person that like you are that you would want them to be. So yeah, that's awesome. All right. So basically, this is going to be your fitness tips that you're going to give to people. Mad okay. little version. All right. So you know how this works. I'm going to like ask you for like an adjective or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first, 
and give me an adjective. Sweaty. Mm, good one. Give me a number. 24. Uh, noun. Dog. Uh, verb ending in ing. Tinkering. Oh man, this is going to be great. You're good at this. <laughs> a part of the body. Nose. Uh, celebrity. JLo. Uh, adjective. Smelly. A noun. Lamp. <laughs> Part of the body. Part of the body? Yeah. Um, eyebrow. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, plural noun. Swans. <laughs> I don't know. This I'm just saying the first thing that comes to my head. This is going to be so interesting. Um, type of food. Seaweed. Seaweed. Okay. Uh, let's see. Adjective. Um, loud. Part of the body. Elbow. Uh, plural noun. Um, plates. <laughs> An animal. Um, Guinea hen. Oh my God. Guinea hen. <laughs> okay, uh, part of the body. Knuckle. Wow, that's this is great. All right, knuckle. An adjective. We're almost done. Um, moist, because I know so many people hate oh, that word. Dude, I know it's on my list. Uh, <laughs> verb. Um, bright. Part of the body. Um, tooth. Oh, okay. A place. Um, Istanbul. Istanbul. A uh, type of food. Um, pizza. Okay, only two more. Color. Green. And part of the body, last one. Um, armpit. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this is the fitness tips from Miss Space Cadet. Looking for a no-nonsense workout for those days when you're too sweaty to get to the gym? We've got you covered. First, warm up with 24 minutes of cardio, burpees, dog climbers, or tinkering jacks will get your nose pumping. <laughs> <laughs> then move on to one of these targeted workouts, arms. Whether you want to get jacked like J-Lo or simply look smelly in sleeveless dresses this summer, <laughs> lamp training is key. For cut arms, try a superset of push-ups and dips. To complete a push-up, start in a locked out position and lower your eyebrows to the floor. <laughs> if that's too difficult, you can keep your swans on the floor for help. <laughs> Either way, you're going to feel the burn. Legs, muscular thighs, and seaweed-sized butts are totally <laughs> right now. For loud results, add squats and lungs into your daily routine. When squatting, make sure your elbow gets below your knees for a full range of motion. Oh, that works. To amp up your workout, add some weight to both movements. Hold a pair of plates or grab the family <laughs> guinea hen, then <laughs> squat and lunge your little knuckle off. <laughs> abs the unicorn of the fitness world the moist truth is you can do all the crunches bright ups and tooth raises you want but abs <laughs> are ultimately made in istanbul so play <laughs> that double order of pizza and reach for a nice green salad instead wow your armpit will thank you even if your taste buds, buds won't that's pretty good i think that i i wasn't sure where that was going but okay. I mean, I, there were some good tips in there, actually. Yeah, grab the family guinea hen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I had a blast, like, talking to you today. I appreciate your time. I know you're super, super busy, but I... I had fun, too. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for everything that you do, and I will continue to be a huge fan. Oh, thank you so much, and say hi to your mom.
<laughs> She's going to get a kick out of this. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maybe Running Will Help podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the show, please remember to share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at One Classy Mother Runner. And to keep up with the show, follow Maybe Running Will Help. Thanks again for listening. Have a great run, everybody.